Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. We'll be right back to today's show. But before we do, I want to let you know that you can get a free copy of my first book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma, when you leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcast, either on desktop or on your phone. All you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts, look up Think Unbroken, click follow in the top right, and then go and leave a review at the bottom. And when you leave that review, screenshot it and send it over to book.thinkunbroken.com where you can upload your contact and mailing information, and we will send you a free copy of this award-winning, best-selling book, absolutely free, including shipping. Just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to upload your screenshot review from Apple Podcasts for the Think Unbroken podcast. And until next time, my friend, be unbroken. I'll see you. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show. But I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me 
and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Hope that you're doing well wherever you are in the world today. Very excited to be back with you with another episode with my guest, Tyson Durfee, also known as No Limits Cowboy. My man, what is going on? How are you today? I am phenomenal. I'm ready to roll. I'm excited. And, uh, you know, I just want to add value and, and help people. That's the main goal, right? Yeah, 100%. And I already know people are like, why does this dude have a cowboy on his podcast? And let, let me tell you this. So Unbroken Nation, for those who do not know Tyson, this man's story is absolutely incredible, profound. And, you know, I think about so much of what Think Unbroken is about. It's very simple. How do you transform your trauma into triumph? Yeah. And there's very few times, you know, being so deeply in personal development, being a coach, being a speaker, traveling the world, being on stages, seeing hundreds of people on stages. To be honest, Tyson, I'm very, if rarely ever moved anymore by the people that I see on stage in their stories, not because they're not great stories, but just because kind of when you enter this world, you just kind of get it. And yeah. I remember I saw your story. We were at Russell Brunson's event. I was sitting there second row. And I was just like, holy crap, this dude's story is wild. And so before we dive in, man, it'd be injustice. It'd be unjust if I told your story. I would love for you to share the, the highlight background of how you grew up to becoming one of the most prolific cowboys maybe ever. <laughs> Well, I, you know, I, I appreciate that intro. You know, I, uh, I've been blessed to be a world champion athlete. Um, I've been to the Super Bowl of our sport 13 times. I'm almost 40 years old, so I'm starting to show my age. But um, you know what? I grew up having to be a warrior. You know, I, I grew up having to, to, to work hard. The same story that so many people have. Parents got divorced uh, at a young age. Very volatile family. Um, addictions, uh, alcohol, uh, fighting. I mean, my only memory of family was my mom and dad just like knocked down, dragging out and me just being like a little guy, like three, four years old, just bawling my eyes out, just like not understanding why this was happening. And, um, so my parents got divorced and, and I had this split identity because when my parents got divorced, I went from being on the farm with like the family together to being uh, in a very urban uh, environment in Kansas City. And so I began to like have this like on the, the, the days I was with my mom, it was uh, it was uh, Ice Cube. It was NWA. It was Mac 10. It was Snoop Dogg, MC Hammer Pants, like whole like late 80s, early 90s. Like that was my whole jam. But then my dad, I would go see him and he would like smack me in the back of the head. And he's like, put your Wranglers on your boots, boy, you know, let's, let's go to work or put your jeans on. And so I had this very like mixed and messed up childhood growing up. Like, Hey, I, I want to be like riding skateboards and, and, and jamming and stealing things and doing things that I'm not supposed to, but yet I'm also supposed to be this cowboy too. And to this day, like, my favorite jam is like Dr. Gray, uh, chronic 2000. Like that's my favorite jam of my life. And I wear a button down shirt and a belt buckle every time. So I kind of fought this internal 
identity for, you know, the first probably 25 years of my life. Yeah, that's, you know, that's such a difficult aspect of the journey because, you know, we are modeling what we learn from our environment and from our parents. And so you have this weird juxtaposition, right? Where in one hand, it's like, this is how you present yourself and show up. And on the other hand, this is what reality is. Yeah. And, and I think that we often have those two things mashed up to the point where we try to create who we are. When, when I was a kid, I felt like I was a chameleon because I would always be pretending to be what other people needed me to be because that created protection, that created safety. You know, and, and like you, one of the things that we have in common were very dire living situations. Like I was homeless at eight years old. I was stealing food to survive no heat in the winter, no electricity, getting evicted all the time. And so being on the streets and running this lifestyle of chaos and then paired also with the same music, it was kind of like, oh, this is life. This is like what it is supposed to be. When, when you were growing up, and, and I'd love for you to dive into this a little yeah. bit. I mean, you were stealing to survive. You were breaking. Yeah, totally. You were living in bar. Yeah. Like your childhood, like it wasn't just here at mom and dad's house. Like there was yeah. some crazy stuff going down. Yeah, to totally crazy. I mean, knock down drag outs all the time. Uh, I was always afraid to see my parents together because it was insane. I mean, it was, it was the Wild West. Whatever you think the worst case scenario in the Wild West is, that's what it was. And I love them both and they're both amazing people. Um, but that's just the honest truth. And I mean, when I was with my mom, we were in the city. Uh, my mom struggled. I mean, she was trying to raise two boys with, you know, no help, no money. Uh, we would go weeks, literally weeks without electricity. Uh, we would go weeks without food. Um, and I got very good at like going to the store and stealing what I needed or going to a friend's house and being like, hey, can I stay with you for a few hours? Because I knew if I was home, I was going to be freaking hungry. And even before then, like as my, my parents and stuff, when they were still together, bought the farm, they lived in a freaking barn. And if you were at that event, you seen the photo I shared of the barn. It's like a tin wall and a dirt floor. And that's, you know, that's where I got my start. My family got their start. And it was like, you know, it was, it was a fight just to keep the lights on. You know, I, I remember one, um, one Easter, my mom come home at like nine, 10 o'clock at night. She was, you know, I love her to death, but she was never around. Uh, and I'm, you know, a little kid just running the streets, doing my thing. And she, and it was Easter and we didn't get any candy. There was no Easter egg hunt. It was not fun. She came home and I remember just being so pissed. I'm like, it's Easter mom. You could, I know we don't have any money, but bring me like an egg or something. Right. I just remember, you know, that, and a lot of us, you know, no presents for Christmas, like I, all of that stuff. It was freaking hard. But the greatest thing that I could ever tell anybody is your past does not define you. It's your intention and effort that define your future. I look at my life now and sometimes I, and I don't cry, but I sit back and I'm like, I'm just like, how did it get so good? You know, because a lot of my friends died. A lot of my friends ended up in jail or alcoholics or drug addicts. Like, I'm like, how did it end up so good? Well, effort, yeah. clarity, action, yeah. right? And, you know, I, I, God, dude, there's so many parallels in our story. It's unbelievable. And, and I think that people, one of the things that breaks my heart, having been coaching for so long and mm -hmm. speaking and, and helping so many people is there, are, there are these moments in which people are like, I can't do this. And I'm like, you can't like, it's, this is not rocket science. 
I promise you it's not. Is it easy? No. I promise you right now, none of this is easy, right? And sometimes you get lucky along the way. Sometimes there's like, I will call it God, spirit, universe, mother nature, Batman. I don't know. Somehow, some way, something is placed in front of you where it's like, make a decision. I'm yeah. giving you the thing that you're seeking. It's it right so, here. It's so interesting that you say that because like motivation has been a big part of my life. Before I understood like structure, motivation was all I had, right? Because willpower is one thing and it'll always fail you, but you need motivation to create habits and rituals or structure to go out and achieve your dream. And I remember being a really uh, young man. My parents had divorced. I was with my mom. I was so bad, skipping school, every learning disability class. I still can't read very good to this day. Um, I'm good with numbers, but uh, my dad went to my mom and said, he said, I need to take the kid. He's going to go the wrong path if he stays with you. My mom was like, I'm drowning here. Okay, take the kid. So I then go to live with my dad on the farm. And that was the moment where my identity shifted. No more MC Hammer pants. No more uh, gangster rap music. It was like my dad sat me down and he said, son, you're going to be on the honor roll. And you don't have a choice about this. You're going to be on the honor roll. And if not, there's going to be a pay. I'm like, yeah, right, dad. You know, I'm the typical redheaded kid, attitude, you know, whatever. And the deal was if my dad was working on the farm, I had to be working beside him or I had to be studying. Well, about 11 o'clock at night, I had fallen asleep studying social studies definitions in fifth grade. I wake up and my dad has grabbed me by the neck and he is whipping me with a rope, uh, it, it, you know, about the size of your pinky or a, an extension cord or something like that. Uh, it was the rope, but it was the size. And he is whipping me repeatedly over and over and over and over again. I'm screaming and I'm bawling and I'm crying and I'm jumping. You know, he's got me by the neck and I'm, I'm jumping every time he's whipping me. So I'm getting it from the back of my leg all the way up to the, you know, the, the top of my back. And when I left that whooping, and it, which seemed like an eternity, it went back to the room. I cried myself to sleep. I literally thought my dad would kill me. I didn't think that, you know, a kid sometimes like, oh, dad's going to kill me if I, you know, do this. Like, I literally thought my dad would like kill me. I mean, literally, and I don't, I, I, I don't know. I'm sure he was drinking too much and he had a bad day, you know, or whatever, but I made a decision in that moment. Will Smith said it the best. You make a decision, you just decide and the universe gets on your side. When you make that decision, you go all in. I said, I am going to apply myself at everything I do for the rest of my life. In the beginning, it was because I thought my dad would literally kill me. After that. I started seeing the reward. I went from every learning disability class who was the kid that was dirty, dirty, that was made fun of, that took one bath a week, uh, that was not popular in school, to then graduating with honors, being a two-time state champion, uh, graduating high school with $30,000 in my checking account, having my truck paid for, having animal like horses and stuff paid for. And it sent me in this whole trajectory in life by that one whipping. And to be honest with you, that whipping was way over the line, like not even close. But at the stage I was with the attitude I had, it set me on the right path in life. Even though I was, I hated my dad, to be honest with you, until I was about 25, 26 years old. And we had a very volatile relationship. Um, I, I almost killed my dad one time, I almost choked him to death. 
And so it was, it was tough. And that whipping started, but he did put me on the right path. And I, I think that, you know, just making that decision, like I am going to apply myself at everything that I do really set me free. Yeah. That's hard, man. You know, it's like, you know, I think about what Tony Robbins talks about all the time. And I've been in Tony Robbins private coaching. I've been to his wow. events, you know, I've been able to really have him talk and speak into my life. And, you know, he always goes to that thing. Life is happening for you and not to you. But in moments like that, I'm just like, oh, dude, I feel this rage built inside of me for you and for the little you knowing like I'm six foot four, 220. I'm a linebacker size yeah. dude. And my stepdad as big as me would beat me up when I'm seven, eight years old. And I just think of like the anger and the rage that I would have as that kid and it leading down this path for me, the polar opposite. This is, this is such a fascinating conversation. Because in this one hand, you have you when this moment eclipse turns you into this completely other person. Yeah. And for me, what happened is those moments pushed me further into the darkness gotcha. where, where it was drugs, it was alcohol, it was running with guns, breaking into houses, robbing people, not graduating high school, becoming super violent. I mean, dude, I've probably been in 500 fights in my life yeah. easily. And, and you think about that, how these moments are embedded and ingrained in us and they shape us. And when I got deeper into Tony's work, it was like, wait a second, how, and I know that this is such a dark thing to say and people aren't going to understand it until they understand it. And there's no way I can change what I'm about to say for how they interpret it. But until you understand how those moments, even as dark as they are, are playing to your benefit, mm. it's really easy to be trapped in the victimhood of it. Because there's these experiences of being homeless and stealing food where I'm like, man, that just drives me. There's these moments of being this abandoned, lost kids where I'm just like, it drives yeah. me. Mm -hmm. What do you, when you think about this journey for yourself and the path that it's now laid in front of you, how can people who have these massively abusive experiences in life and they haven't yet stepped into their power? They haven't yet stepped into the ability to be that person they know they're capable of being. Like, what does it really take? Because people are always like, it's motivation and it's action. I'm like, no, there's something else there. And I'm wondering if there's something else there for you as well. So here's the deal. I, I, I made the realization that my trauma doesn't define who I am, right? And if I play into that, I'm just a, you know, a broke kid and I, you know, got beat up. I, all the, every fight I got in, I, I lost. Uh, I'm not like you, not six, four. I was like 85 pounds, right? At the time, um, uh, you know, the low man on the totem pole, you know, uh, felt like, you know, my parents, you know, I know they love me, but they didn't really show it that much, you know, uh, at the time. And they were stressed out. And I, I think the truth is I realized that if I said yes to all that trauma, then I'm saying no to the rest of my life. Mm. And the truth is, I'll be, I am not going to let that happen, right? So I tie things to, to everything, right? I wanted to go and win and apply myself because I wanted a way out of the life that I was living, right? And every day I heard you're dumb as a box of rocks. You're, you know, you're, you're dumb, you know, and, and those, and not just, I mean, that wasn't just my father. That was just like how everybody talked to people. Everybody. And like, yeah. And I'm like, I would, they would say that. And I noticed myself starting to accept it just a little bit, kind of sulking back. 
And when I was 13, I went into my dad's room. I grabbed his 30-30 lever action rifle. I put it in my mouth and I went to pull the trigger. And um, I just remember being like so like alone, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, in that moment. And I think it's the grace of God, even though I didn't believe in God at that point, uh, that pulled that gun out of my mouth. And realize to say no more, no more am I going to let these labels affect the rest of my life. Because if I say yes to this decision, literally with a gun in my mouth, I say no to the rest of my life. But it's the same thing holding on to regret. It's the same thing holding on to past failures. It's the same thing holding on to somebody who cast a label on you and you accepted it. It's the exact same. So realize that you must say no to that so that you can say yes to the rest of your life. You cannot let it define you. Yeah, I would have the goosebumps sitting here hearing that because I, I resonate with that in such a deep way, looking at 26 mm. years old, hitting this massive rock bottom, dude, just as low as I could possibly ever be and realizing it was a truth that I had to accept that I was being exactly what everyone ever said I would be. It's, it's what you just said, man. I was like, dude, I am literally such a loser. I'm such a loser. And, and look, that's a hard moment to have with yourself. And, and it's not about, for me in that moment, it wasn't even like I'm beating myself up about it. It's like, dude, you're a loser because look at your decisions. Look at your actions. Look at your friends, dude. Look at the people you're spending your time with. Yeah, Do you but, think that these people are ever going to grow into what they have the potential to be? Because all they're doing is getting high, snorting coke, getting drunk. And I'm like, what are you doing? And that identity I, shift is everything. Yeah, man, you're hitting the nail right on the head. And, and it takes a, a person with a little amount of pride or so much pain that allows it to squash the pride to say, hey, you know what? I'm not doing this right. I'm not doing this right at all. You know what? It's my fault. It's not their fault. It's like, Whenever I uh, was growing up and I was in every learning disability class for a while, I believed they said, you're dumb, you're no good, you're a box rock. Well, no wonder I was in every learning disability cast because I was a little kid and that's what I heard and I came from a broken home. So I'm like, I don't care to read. I don't care to apply myself in school. But when I quit listening to that, I said no more. I dropped my pride. I dropped the labels and said, hey, let's go. Let's go. And it's like most people think this turnaround is not is like three years, five years. Once you get the accolade, like I'm a world champion. I'll be honest with you, it doesn't matter. That does not matter because I will not allow a label to define the rest of my life, whether it's world champion or dumbass. Mm. I put one foot in front of the other and realize that change happened the moment you decide. The change in your life happens the moment you decide, not three years later. And when you have that in your brain, it's like. I'm winning right now just by taking the step in the right direction. Yeah. I want to go into that because I think this is really important because there are people, I, I promise you, dude, I've been doing this long enough that I know there are people listening right now who are like, these two are victim shaming. And I'm yeah. like, no, we're not. What we're doing is simply telling you the truth. And that's what people are so terrified of. There is something innately within us that wants to hide and avoid reality so that we feel safe. People ask me all the time, they're like, what does it mean to actually heal trauma? And Tyson, my answer is always this. It's to stand in your truth without apologizing for it. Yeah. And what I'm wondering is 
people have this notion. They're like, man, I know I can change. I believe it in me. I listen to Michael and Tyson all the time. I read the books. I'm in the courses. I'm doing all the things, but my life isn't different. Yeah. Why isn't their life different? We'll be right back to today's show. But first, I need to ask you a question. Are you feeling stuck? Are you feeling like you don't have the support to go to the next level in your healing journey? Are you feeling like you wish you had a little bit more support from not only myself, but the Unbroken Nation? Well, my friend, I want to invite you to come and join our live weekly coaching sessions in Think Unbroken. All you have to do is go to keys, K-E-Y-S, keys.thinkunbroken.com to sign up and join us today with 100% money back, no questions asked, guaranteed and no contract or commitment every week for the next year. You can come and be a part of our live coaching sessions each Monday as we dive deep into not only answering your questions, but questions from the unbroken nation and help you take all of the information that you learn in the podcast, in the courses and other areas of this journey, bring them into your life and use it in a way that is practical, life-changing and transformative. So my friend, join us at keys.thinkunbroken.com and we will see you this Monday. Check your surroundings and who you're around. You see, when I left the Midwest, um, again, my dad and I had a knockdown drag out. Um, I, w- I, had, I had enough at that point, and I grabbed him by the throat, and I was choking him to death. He wouldn't even remember this because he was so out of it, right? Thank God somebody uh, pulled us apart, or else I could very well be never doing this. I could never have the family I have. I could never have anything, right? I moved almost 1,800 miles away to Washington State, as far as I could get away, for a new surroundings. I had nothing. I had very little money, enough to put gas in the tank. I had a few things I had put in the back of my pickup. I had nothing, but I was, I, I had nothing, but I was willing to do everything to get a new surroundings. Guys, if you're mm-hmm. struggling, if this is you right now, if you're like, man, my relationships are bad. Um, I, I'm in a, around a bad group of people. Get out, get out. I say it to people all the time. See, I had the ability to live that urban lifestyle and the country boy lifestyle, right? If you're in an area where there's high crime and your kids aren't having a chance, and you say, well, I fit in here. I wouldn't fit in in a, in a rural community. Bull crap. Get somewhere where you can change, where you can shift, where your family can be safe, where you can grow. Get around people that take you to the next level because here's the deal. If you don't get around those people, you're better off to be alone. And that was my journey for a long time was alone. Because I liked listening to Tony Robbins. I liked listening uh, to Les Brown. I loved Scott Thomas. Like, I love these. So I'm like, none of my friends like this stuff. They're probably like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> yeah, like, I am, I would, I'm okay by myself then. I'll just go be alone and study and learn and grow. But the great thing about it is, you know, 20, 30 years ago, the personal growth movement, like when I first broke into that house and I stole that book of Tony Robbins, which changed my life. Hold on, hold on. You got to tell that story. <laughs> yeah. So um, when I was, gosh, I think I'm like 14, 15 years old, my mom buys me this book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, because I always tell my mom, my mom, we're going to be rich someday. Mom, we're going to make it. Mom, you know, I'm going to have, you know, it's going to be good. We're going to make something ourselves. And she's like, okay, honey. And she would feed the dreams and feed the dreams. So positive, so kind. She buys me this book. I read this book. It's all about buying assets and get rid of liabilities and all this stuff that I knew nothing about. But I fell in love with it. And I could barely read. It was the second book that I ever read. I was like, 
gosh, 14 or 15. I decided that I want to start buying real estate because in that book, it talks about buying assets. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to buy houses. And I had, like, I don't have any money, like really. Um, and I'm also under 18. And I start picking up the phone. I call a couple of realtors and I'm like, We're, we can't show you a house. You know, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, you know, nobody's living there right now. I drove by it five times. I know that nobody's there. Is there any way that you could just let me in? I'll look at it and, you know, I can figure out how to get the money or whatever. And they're like, no way. So I am like, I'm not going to take no for an answer, right? No is not in my vocabulary. Can't is not in my vocabulary. So I get really good at breaking into houses. I, to this day, man, I can break into any, like any house just like that. No problem. And with no trace too, like no trace, you would never know I was there. So I break into this house. It was like not abandoned, but nobody was there. Um, and it stunk bad, like cats and dogs and there's bags of trash everywhere. And I'm like tiptoeing over it. I'm kind of, you know, when you enter a house, it's not yours. You're always like working around, like wondering if it's going to happen, you know, like, so I'm tiptoeing and I step over this bag. It's a trash bag. One with like the yellow drawstring, but I feel a corner of a box. It touches me on the side, leg, side of my leg when I step over this box. I'm like, what is that? What's in that? So I'm like, I'm just going to look. So I open up the bag of trash. I just rip it. Like I rip this side of the plastic. I pull out this cassette book of Tony Robbins, Unleash the Power Within. And I'm like, what is this? I'm going to steal this. It is mine. And I tucked it under my arm and I run out of that house. And it freaking changed my life. But that's what changed my life. Like point me on a, a path of like, hey, I am going to go and grow. And back then it wasn't that famous. Like I knew nobody who was interested in personal growth and, you know, this is 1999, year 2000. Like, there, I didn't know anybody. Now it's a widespread thing. Like, yeah. a lot of people are interested in, in individuals. So um, that changed my life. If I don't find the Tony Robbins cassette book, I mean, I might be screwed. I might yeah. be, like, addicted to alcohol or, you know, making those bad decisions now. So what you're saying is the key to success is a break into houses. Got it. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> Going other you're not breaking the houses. It's it's so wild. Dude, it is so wild to me how things like that happen because you know I've had those similar moments where I'm just like, here is the sign, here is the thing. And one of the things I try to teach my clients all the time, I'm like, shut up and listen to the universe. Yeah. The thing that is in front of you is probably the thing that you need, right? The investment in yourself, the showing up for yourself, the doing it when it's hard, especially the doing it when it's scary. And it's funny because people will often think this idea of like, oh, I know that if I leave on the other side, it'll be better. And they're terrified to leave. They won't do it. And the greatest thing, I've, literally the greatest decision I've ever made in my life at 29 years old, I packed up everything that I owned in Indianapolis. I got in my car. I drove to Portland, Oregon, 1800 miles away. And I decided with no money, having left a relationship with what I could fit into the back of my Chevy Malibu, which was breaking down, I was going to figure this out. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. You got to leave. Yeah. You, you can't be stuck. Like if we look at things and problems that people have they're I hate saying this, but they're very much generational. Yes. They pass from the father to the son. And what it, and if you, if you're Christian, if you love God, you know, that's in the Bible. But if you're a, if you're just a connoisseur of studying human nature, I mean, we're cyclical and, and negative, negativity and positivity passes on to the next generation. 
And so if you're a father or a mother out there, or you're thinking about having a family someday, like self-reflect and say, what, is, what ends here? What ends now? What ends with me? What is not going to pass to the next generation? And then secondly, think about what habits, rituals, and things I like to do that are positive. I, am I going to pass to my kids? My daughter, I say to my daughter, I say, baby, what do we do with money? She says, we save it, dad. I say, what does money earn, baby? She says, interest. I say, how do we earn money, baby? She says, working hard and providing value. And I'm like, she's five. And she just, oh, she's blurting it out. Because I come from such a broken past, nobody in my family has had money. Nobody. But it ends with me. Yeah. It ends with me. It does not go past me. That's right? a, you know, that's a, a, a stake in the ground, man. Yeah. That's a, there ain't no coming back when you make that decision. And that's a, that's a hard decision to make. And, and it's because money seems like this thing. Tim Story told me something really beautiful one time. He's like, first you plant your seed and then you take care and water your seed and then you sow your seed. And the thing that's really interesting about this is that that seed that you planted might take 20 years to turn into a tree. Because when I, I think about this a lot in my healing journey and what I've been through, you know, I, I put together the math and I've invested now, having done the math again, almost $300,000 and over 11,000 hours into myself. Yeah, that's and, and what's interesting about that is that that investment in me has paid off in a way that we help millions of people, right? Especially the people who, the reason I do this show and that we put it out every single day is because you know this as well as I do. A lot of people won't understand this. Sometimes you don't have $9 for a course. Yeah. Sometimes you don't have $15 for a program, right? And so we create this show every day to create value for people because I know that not everyone is going to be today. I believe everyone has the ability and the potential, but not everyone in this moment can be like, yeah, I can join the $10,000 coaching or the $800 product or course or whatever. And so much of this is like plant the seed today. And my thought is like, we're planting the seed today and think unbroken to end the generational curse. Because dude, you and I, we're not anomalies. Like that's what I want to teach people. I don't know about you. I swear to you, I don't know anything about anything. I'm, I am when it comes to life, man, you asked me to balance a checkbook. I'm screwed unless I go into learning and education. Yeah. And so, so much of this journey and what I'm curious about for you, what role has education played? Because for two kids who were terrible in school, I, I have a feeling that education has been a pillar in this journey for you. It's so funny. You know, if you had asked me in middle school or high school, hey, man, do you want to be a teacher? I'm like, you can't be a dumbass teacher. Are you kidding me? That's not going to happen. These guys are freaking, you know, they're not fun. They're not cool. You know, all this stuff. And Maybe I'm not a traditional teacher in school. And by the way, that was what I thought when I thought I knew it all. Mm. And I didn't know a thing. Yeah. So if you're a teacher, that is no diss to you whatsoever. I just want to make that clear. Secondly, that's all I do is teach. You follow me on social media. It's motivation. It's teaching topics. It's things that I do that get me to this level. If You know, ironically, track your net worth and track what your learning skills are. It will go up if you're continually growing. And you're continually learning. In the beginning, I didn't have a lot because I didn't know a lot. Knowledge is power when applied, right? And so uh, teaching, learning, growing, right, is, 
it's a hundred percent necessary. If you want financial freedom, if you want mental freedom, and you don't want generational things to pass on. Now, for myself, I have tracked my net worth and the amount I invest in myself over the years, and it's gone up and up and up. And the more I invest in myself, the more my net worth goes up. And it's slower in the beginning because in the beginning, you don't have the money. You spent your last $100 to buy a $100 course, right? And then you got to go make another 100 bucks or 200 bucks or 300 bucks or 500 bucks. And the thing is, like, I would tell everybody out there, right? You need to learn, but you also need accountability. If we're not in an age where we're knowledge poor, we're knowledge rich. You can find out anything and everything you want on YouTube. It might not be organized. It might take you 10 times as long to get it done, but knowledge is everywhere. Accountability is nowhere. Mm. What I do every single day at 8.15, I get on a call. I say my daily goal. I state my weekly goal. I state my monthly goal. And guess what? If it's Friday, if I didn't get my weekly goal, I got to fess up to it. You see, the people that get it done see a sense of urgency to go and attack life day by day by day by day because they know time is short. And if you're accountable to your actions, you will, I call it GSD, but get stuff done. Mm. And I've lived my life with a sense of urgency, probably because the you know, I've, I've found dead bodies before. I've been around people who are here and the next day they're not. I've been uh, beaten up by gangs. Uh, I've, I've had a talk. So it's like, I know that life is so short and I have to leave an impact, man, is with 100% intensity all the time. Yeah. And the key is, I, and I'll shut up, is you got to do it because you love it. You yeah. got to do it because you love it. If you don't, like, if you hated podcasts, it would be miserable for you to come there every single day and, and, and knock out. Oh, for sure. Me? I, I love motivation. I love personal growth. I love development. So it energizes me. It doesn't attract. If you're in a freaking job that you hate, get an idea, get a system and a process and work your way out of it because you don't want to be there forever. Yeah. And, and model people who have done the thing you're trying to do. Yes. Yes. That's, that's the game. And that's what, that's the thing that changed my life because I, I, the, really the beginning of this whole journey for me was I was like looking at people who had done the thing I was trying to accomplish. And it was like, what does it take to get there? And I remember, it's so funny, man. I remember the first time ever that I saw the investment for an online course. Um, and, and this person was, so I had invested into a Brendan Burchard course. That was the first one ever. My last 50 bucks, it wasn't even my last 50. I was already 50 grand in debt, but it was just another <laughs> buck. And it was, and that was the beginning. And in that course, he made an offer and it was like $2,500. And I will, I did not do it at that time, Tyson. And I'll tell you why, because I didn't understand the value. And $2,500 to me a decade ago might as well have been a million. And what's really fascinating is I started to, what you just said, I started to learn more skills. I left a job I hated. I got out of a relationship that was toxic and I played my role in that. Let's be very clear. And, yeah. and, and, I, and I, I got out of the town I lived in and I got away from the friends who were not actually my friends. And everything became, to, it's a, this is why I was saying, man, this is not rocket science. This is a formula. You've got two people here, if you're listening, telling you, this is the thing that you have to do. But I'm going to tell you right now, Tyson, and you know this as well as I do, there's somebody listening and they're going, well, it's not for me. It's too scary. I can't go to the city 
one hour away. I can't leave the job I've had for 10 years. I can't break up in the relationship that's been codependent for five years. I, it's just not for me. Can I say something? Here's the thing. Look at what, like in the current situation that you're in, if you're one of those people, think about what your life's going to look like three years, five years, 10 years from right now. What would it look like? If you just become an average of the surroundings, the people you're hanging out with, what you're doing, what is your life going to look like in three to five years? Chances are you just have to look at one of your friends and find out what that looks like, right? And if it sucks, you can't afford not to make that change because mm. you don't want to live your life with a regret. Regret is the most empty and the hardest thing that you'll have to swallow for the rest of your life. Don't do it. Make that change right now. Make that shift. And be okay with the process. I was with uh, uh, Law Payne a couple of weeks ago. He's one of the largest uh, online guys, uh, online sales guys uh, in fitness, like ever. Like he, this guy is huge. It's it'll blow your mind. And he was like, "It's going to be hard for you guys to understand this, uh, but I come from absolutely nothing. Guy just like us. He grew up uh, in, in a in an area that was very toxic, very volatile, created in." empire for himself by doing exactly what you said and all of his friends he goes back to where he's from and he tries to lift them up he tries to help them he gets them courses he takes them to events he does all this stuff and to me i would rather be a lot pain not the guy that shoulda woulda and coulda mm. and you i will tell you it might be difficult now but the pain of making that change is going to be a lot less than the pain of regret you're going to have to swallow for the rest of your life. Yeah. I, in my first book, I wrote this line. It says, I took the old Michael back behind the shed and I shot him. Yeah. And I, and I meant it, man. And like, that's even when I think about identity, when I talk about this idea of becoming who you are, living life on your terms, not accepting anything other than what you can create and build in your life. It's about the willingness that you have to go and look in that mirror because yeah. that's the only place you can't lie to yourself, man. Cause I was lying all the time, 350 pounds, two packs a day, drinking myself to sleep, making a million dollars and being massively in debt. Like there's, there's a disconnect here. And what I realized it was like, and I hope people are getting this. I really do. Because when you recognize one empirical truth, everything becomes different. Absolutely. And it's this. Like, you have to answer this question. What are you willing to do to have the life that you want to have? Yeah. yeah. That's make, it. Make that decision. Like, just, like, and I want to get into, like, go out of mode right now because I'm so passionate about this. But I'm like, get up off ass and decide. Draw a line and say, and say no more. No more am I doing this. Is that no more am I going to live this way. Like, okay, I so won a world championship. I quit drinking and chewing the same day. My dad has drank his entire life. Both of my brothers have chewed tobacco and drank their entire life. Uh, I love them. They're great people. They're awesome, you know, in their own right. Uh, but you know how hard it was for me to break that? I said, no more. I don't want my jaw falling off. I don't want some 12-year-old kid doing it because I did it because he seen me in some magazine or something. Like, no more. Just make that decision and stick how, to it. How much of that is loving yourself? So it's really funny because I didn't love myself for a long time. 
And I, I, to be honest with you, let's be, tr- let's be real here. I struggle to love myself still to this day. I still struggle with it. Yeah. Same. I call, I, 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 I can, I, I live by the motto of savage servant, savage in the way, like I want to be a bad, tough SOB, not in fighting, but putting in effort. But then I struggle with balancing the servants. I like, I love people. I love, I, I, to say I love myself sometimes is very hard for me, right? I was motivated. Like I have a twisted sense in my brain. Like where if somebody says, Tyson, you're stupid or Tyson, you'll never, like, this is the best one. You'll never make it. You can't do that. I'm like, mother effer, watch me. Give me five years. Let me show you what I'll do. Like that's, that's the me, right? And so it's very hard to me to dive into loving yourself. To be honest with you, I love myself because my wife has shown me that I am important. I love myself because I see how great and kind and loving my kids are. I'm like, you know what? I screwed up a lot. How did I have, how do I have such a beautiful family? And I get emotional talking about it because like there must be good here if I'm able to do that. And by seeing them and their joy, it must mean that like, you know, I'm a great guy. And I would tell the audience, like, look at your child, look at your son, look at your daughter. You see perfection in them. You see the ability to go and achieve and grow and be amazing. I want you to look at yourself that way. Imagine your father in heaven or your father, uh, the father maybe that you didn't have or your mom or if your family's broken, like you were looked at as loved and great at some point in your life. And you need to look at yourself the way that you look at your children. Because if you can do that, the sky's the limit. Couldn't agree more, man. And this is a rest of your life game. Like I I tell people all the time when you sign the dotted line and you say, I'm going to transform my trauma into triumph. You can go win the world champions. You can go speak on the stages with Grant Cardone like I have. You can go do all the things, and you're still going to be facing that self every day and making the decisions to show up and living life on your terms and pushing yourself into capability and reminding yourself of possibility. And it's not like you're going to ever do one thing one time and it's going to work because it ain't. It's going to be the rest of your life thing. And so I resonate with that so much. Man, this has been an amazing conversation, Tyson. Before I ask you my last question, brother, tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah, I'm just uh, at Tyson Durfee and all social media platforms. Uh, my main two are uh, Facebook and Instagram. I have not figured out how to dance on TikTok yet, so I'm not doing the dancing memes. I'm all about let's grow, let's get better. How can I push you and motivate you, inspire it to this point? I answer every single DM that I get on social media. So if I ever can help you, reach out. Um, But yeah, it's just Tyson Durfee. That's it. Amazing. And of course, we'll link up the show notes for the audience. My last question for you, my friend, what does it mean to you to be unbroken? That's a big one. Um, To be unbroken, I would say, is to make that decision. That, you know what, this happened to me. I did this. They casted that label. But I say no. I say no to all of that BS so that I can say yes to the rest of my life. And as long as you have that spirit in your heart and that willingness to try every single day, I'm going to say that you're unbroken and the sky's the limit. Brilliantly said, my friend. Unbroken Nation, thank you so much for listening here. Please like, subscribe, comment, share, tell a friend. And until next time, my friends, be unbroken. I'll see you.
Hey, Unbroken Nation, we'll be right back to the show, but I wanted to let you know that you can grab a copy of my first book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma for free. If you go to book.thinkunbroken.com, you can download the PDF ebook version of the book and get everything that I know about the baseline of healing trauma for free downloaded to your email right now. Just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to download your copy of Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma for a PDF for your phone. Again, that is book.thinkunbroken.com. Thank you so much for listening to Think Unbroken. Please share this episode with someone who could use it and help us move forward in our mission of ending generational trauma in our lifetime. And if you would, please take five seconds to pop on iTunes or Spotify, hit that five star, leave a review. And you can also reach out to us on social at Michael Unbroken or at Think Unbroken. And of course, you can check out our YouTube channel at Think Unbroken. Thank you for being a part of Unbroken Nation, my friends. And until next time, be unbroken. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a wait list for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program.